It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. Another week has come and gone. The planetary circus of insanity and self-annihilation continues to unfold at blinding speed. How long till impact at full velocity? The paradigm of industrialized, militarized society built by the so-called experts and run by the criminally insane was never sustainable, not even close. And that which seems so permanent to so many are castles of sand about to be swallowed up and swept away by what's coming. The power structure-owned corporate media matrix talking heads still do their best to feed normalcy bias in the population by pretending that the loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute party will continue indefinitely into the future. But it won't. It's done. The party's over, and it's not coming back. And this is not a belief. It's an inarguable reality, statistical and mathematical. And no, the completely manipulated matrix casino stock market Ponzi scheme won't save any of us. Just another power structure tool to pacify populations until the moment of impact. The non-profit status designation that's neutered spiritual organizations, environmental organizations, and so many more has served the same objective for the controllers. Collective fear stimulates herd instinct and tends to produce ferocity toward those who are not regarded as members of the herd. That's an on-target quote by Bertrand Russell. I could never begin to count the times that I have been on the receiving end of a coward's attempt to stop me from sharing unwanted facts, which I will never stop doing. Every activist and individual that is truly committed to this all-important battle to pull back the curtain has experienced the same. And know that I am eternally grateful to all of you, each and every one. Are the global controllers planning a limited nuclear exchange sometime soon? Might that be their last-ditch, desperate, and totally misguided attempt to take control and trigger a nuclear winter in the process? Any nuclear exchange would ensure our collective fate. No one would make it through what would follow. The planet and its life support systems are already far too badly damaged. Countless forms of human activity, with climate disruption operations at the top of the list, are systematically destroying what is yet left of our once thriving miracle planet. Stop and think about this. Globally, insect populations are down about 80 to 90 percent. That's terrestrial and aquatic. And the numbers of remaining insects are plummeting by the day. It doesn't take deep contemplation to come to the conclusion that we are next. In the meantime, the money printers and their minions are partying like there's no tomorrow, because if the human race remains on the current course, there won't be. From CNBC, this headline from last week, how Davos became a target for conspiracy theorists and anarchists, or so they say from that report, billionaires are arriving in Davos to celebrate an incredible surge in their fortunes. The report continues, the pandemic and now the steep increase in food and energy prices have, simply put, been a bonanza for them, i.e. the billionaires. The CNBC 
article then states this, a report published Monday by global charity Oxfam found that 573 people became new billionaires during the coronavirus pandemic. The theme of this year's event is, quote, history at a turning point, government policies and business strategies. Can you imagine that focus, focusing on perpetuating their profit while the planet goes down in flames? Final statement from this report, the World Economic Forum is trying to fix an image problem. Yes, an image problem, to put it lightly. Let's tie more puzzle pieces into this equation. Last week, extremely tragic headlines have completely eclipsed any meaningful corporate media coverage of the Global Controller Roundtable meeting in Davos, Switzerland. How convenient for the power structure. Anything and everything being pumped out by the power structure-controlled mainstream media is completely manipulated for the benefit of those who control the matrix, i.e. the money printers. Never forget that. What mainstream media completely omits is, of course, in the same category. So, with that in mind, how do the global controllers remedy their image problem? Perhaps by ensuring that there would be no meaningful corporate media coverage of their get-together in Davos. Is that how? You decide. There's a record number of breaking bad news headlines in this broadcast, and I believe a summary rant at the end of this broadcast will be unavoidable for me. I'm too fed up with all of it. Such a rant is needed and necessary. Stay tuned. And as always, this reminder, unfolding and accelerating global ecological collapse is the foundational factor fueling the sea of insanity from every conceivable direction. CV-19 is a controller response to biosphere collapse. Other cards will and are being played. Again, the party's over, and it's not coming back. You're listening to the weekly Global Alert News Hour, commercial-free, non-political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org. That's G-E-O engineeringwatch.org. and is now aired on numerous AM and FM stations in cities throughout the U.S. This is Dane Wigington, your host of the Bad News Broadcast. Please check the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our YouTube channel versions of the Global Alert News Broadcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Help us to expand our voice, and in doing so, to more effectively sound the alarm. On the subject of sounding the alarm, the official COVID-19 narratives are disintegrating. Narratives from our government and its big pharma medical industrial complex partners. First, let's rewind to this. In 1976, Dr. Halstead Holman, the youngest professor to be named chairman of the Stanford University Department of Medicine at the age of 35, wrote, The medical establishment is not primarily engaged in the disinterested pursuit of knowledge into medical practice. Rather, in significant part, it is engaged in special interest advocacy, pursuing and preserving social power, end quote. For clarity's sake, let me summarize again. For nearly a half century, the medical establishment has not been about protecting people, but about, quote, pursuing and preserving social power, end quote. On that note, this headline from last week, 
Pfizer booster protection against Omicron wanes in just weeks, study finds. From that report, second and third doses of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine provide protection against the Omicron variant for only a few weeks, according to a peer-reviewed research study published in the Journal of American Medicine. But wait, they have a solution. Here it is. The authors said their findings, quote, could support rolling out additional booster shots to vulnerable people as the variant drives an uptick in new cases across the country. That was reported in Forbes. Certainly, why not? Just get a booster shot every day on the way to work. Welcome to the asylum. On the subject of the asylum and the criminally insane that run it, listen carefully to this 30-second statement from Bill Gates, just recorded at the Global Elite Get-Together at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. Here it is. We, you know, we're lucky if this had been 10 years ago, uh, some of these vaccine technologies did not exist. If it comes 10 years from now, we should have far, far better diagnostic technology. That is, be able to scale up every country within a month uh, to diagnose their entire population. We should have much better therapeutics, some of which would be pathogen independent, And then, you know, as we do come up with vaccines, we want vaccines that are infection blocking and long duration, which today, you know, the vaccines have saved millions of lives, but they don't have uh, much in the way of duration and they're not they're not good at infection blocking. Wow. That was quite a statement for Mr. Gates, wasn't it? Let's summarize that. The vaccines are good, but they're not that good. They work, but they really don't work. Yes, in a world of total insanity, all that makes perfect sense, at least to Mr. Gates, Mr. Fauci, and their big pharma friends. From Robert F. Kennedy's childrenshealthdefense.org, this headline, related, Deaths, Injuries, and Waning Efficacy, the Latest Bad News on COVID Vaccines. From that report, considering the mounting evidence of adverse effects and lack of effectiveness, some physicians and health Agencies are calling for the immediate withdrawal of COVID-19 vaccines. Don't see much Matrix mainstream media covering that one, do we? What will Fauci and Gates do now? Perhaps a brand new pandemic or two will suffice. This headline from last week, Gates, Fauci-funded experiments on bird flu. Then the report asks, will it be the next pandemic? Question mark. Report then says natural bird flu is notoriously harmless to humans, but Bill Gates and Dr. Anthony Fauci have, for many years, funded research to develop a bird flu pathogen capable of infecting humans. Why would they do this? Why do you think? Some of that research has been undertaken in Pentagon-funded biolabs in Ukraine. Imagine that. The report then states the U.S. and other countries have already started stockpiling H5N1 vaccine. And as if on cue, the first ever H5N1 positive case was identified in the U.S. at the end of April. That's a human case. Not surprisingly, Gates has warned that another pandemic will emerge, something other than coronavirus. And this yet-to-come pandemic, according to Gates, quote, will get everyone's attention this time. 
With all that in mind, let's add this new puzzle piece to the equation, also from Robert Kennedy's childrenhealthdefense.org. Here's the headline. As questions swirl around monkeypox origins and risk, vaccine makers set sights on profits. Imagine that. Let's add another puzzle piece to the equation. FDA approves new intravenous monkeypox drug treatment from Pfizer-linked SIGA Technologies. That's S-I-G-A. What a coincidence. Pfizer conveniently hitting another grand slam with another perfectly timed drug release for the latest viral outbreak sweeping the West. Monkeypox. Question. What's being done with all the COVID vaccines that no one is lining up for anymore? This headline from last week should answer that question. Here it is. Quote, nobody wants them. Moderna throwing out 30 million vaccine doses, CEO says. But not to worry for Moderna, as I just covered. They have an all-new profit-producing pandemic waiting in the wings. Just for the record, the ultimate agendas being played out aren't about profit. It's about unfolding biosphere collapse and the controller response to it. Keep that in mind. From yournews.com and other sources, this 18 major airlines, FAA, Federal Aviation Administration, and DOT, Department of Transportation, to be sued over COVID vaccine mandates. The dominoes are starting to fall. The legal filing states, quote, It's about the safety of America's airline industry. Should pilots under federal regulation required to be among the healthiest workers in the United States who have taken an experimental vaccine that is now shown to have potentially deadly long-term side effects be allowed to fly massive aircraft in our skies while those who have smartly refrained from such a course are being forced out of their jobs. That's what the lawsuit states. Let's turn over a few more stones from justthenews.com. In rebuke to Pentagon, Navy board finds 3-0 to zero for VAX objector amid questions of mandates lawfulness. From that report, states, We are encouraged that the truth was revealed in this board, and we hope that this groundbreaking case sends a strong message to the Department of Defense. That was stated by legal counsel for Navy Lieutenant Billy Mosley a clearly courageous individual who drew a line in the sand and said enough is enough. Next headline, World Health Organization Amendment. The World Health Organization will vote this week on an amendment to the international health regulations that, if passed, will be legally binding on the United States of America. The WHO will be able to declare health emergencies or crises in any nations regardless of whether that nation agrees or disagrees. The group America's Frontline Doctors responded to this World Health Organization proposal with this. They stated, quote, This amendment will serve to give away our country's health care system, national sovereignty, and personal freedoms to the World Health Organization. So much for the land of the free and the home of the brave. And this from justthenews.com. Primary source of COVID misinformation is the federal government, scientists and scholars tell Surgeon General. Is any of this being disclosed on the corporate media matrix news channels? Absolutely not. All available data makes clear that our government is completely in bed with big pharma and the medical industrial complex. And with that in mind, should it come as any surprise that this unholy alliance is not telling us the truth about anything? On that subject of what we're not being told by our government and the corporate media they control. 
This from the Epoch Times. According to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, more than one million excess deaths, that is, deaths in excess of the historical average, have been recorded since the COVID-19 pandemic began two years ago, and this cannot be explained by COVID-19. Deaths from heart disease, high blood pressure, dementia, and many other illnesses all rose dramatically during that time. They then state, across the world, death rates have also risen in tandem with COVID vaccine administration, with the most vaccinated regions surpassing the least vaccinated in terms of excess mortality, i.e. death, and COVID-related deaths. The report continues, after the first booster shot, which is the third dose, people are at greatest risk of testing positive for COVID. And there's this, UK government data shows the all-cause mortality rate is between 100% and 300% greater among people who got their first COVID shot 21 days or more ago. The risk for all-cause death is also significantly elevated among those who got their second dose at least six months ago and elevated among those who got their third dose less than 21 days ago. As of January 2022, all who got one or more doses at least 21 days ago were dying at significantly elevated rates as opposed to the unvaccinated. Again, this information compiled from the CDC. And there's this statement from Robert Anderson, the CDC's head of mortality statistics. He said, we've never seen anything like it, quote unquote. That was published in the Washington Post earlier this year. According to the University of Warwick researchers, the scale of excess non-COVID deaths is large enough for it to be seen as its own pandemic. Across the world, death rates have risen in tandem with COVID vaccine administration, with the most vaccinated areas surpassing the least vaccinated in terms of excess mortality and COVID-related deaths. This flies in the face of official claims that COVID vaccinations prevent severe COVID infection and thus lowered your risk of death be it from COVID or all other causes. So much for safe and effective. As Bill Gates just stated, as we heard, his opinion of these very vaccines. All available data indicates that the COVID shots are resulting in higher injury and death rates. Africa has a consistently low vaccination rate throughout the continent, while North America, Europe, and South America all have had rapidly rising vaccination rates. Africa also has had a consistently low COVID mortality rate. Put the puzzle pieces together for yourself. My only hope in presenting this unpleasant data is that more will summon the courage to actually investigate. It takes courage to follow logic and reason instead of ideology and wishful thinking. And back to those rapidly rising COVID rates that I just covered. This from the LA Times. Coronavirus cases in California are rising fast, with some regions seeing infections double. Yes, the party's over, and it's not coming back. And if you think the last two and a half years were tough, what's coming will make what has been look like a holiday vacation. Moving on to the foundational factor that's fueling total controller desperation on countless fronts. And that factor is unfolding and accelerating global ecological collapse, being further fueled on all fronts, by the ongoing climate disruption operations. From the UK Guardian, this, do not work for, quote, climate wreckers, end quote. That's a statement from the UN head. He told that to graduates. Antonio Gutierrez says young people should tackle climate crises by using 
talent to deliver a renewable future. The big lie that anything in this paradigm is sustainable. It's not. Take the time to view the groundbreaking documentary Planet of the Humans, available online to learn more on that subject. Next headline, same theme. What are the key climate themes at Davos? Technofixes. Again, view Planet of the Humans and look up at the climate engineering insanity. Climate engineering is covert weather warfare, nothing less. Next headline from fizz.org. Temperature records broken across the U.S. as UN, again, United Nations again, warns of continued climate disruption, and they would know, wouldn't they? The report states high temperature records were also set this week in Spain and France, many locations around the globe, but what our media showed us was the cold, cold, cold in Denver, Colorado last week. Yeah, it was 94 degrees the day before the snow and 90 a day or two after, but what they really focused on was the fact there was a record-setting snowstorm in Denver. Not nature. Climate engineering. There's this footnote as well. The forest of Northern California hit temperatures of 103 degrees last week, followed by days of featureless white skies with excessive surface-level haze. Try not to breathe if you don't want to inhale highly toxic climate engineering elements like aluminum, barium, strontium, polymer fibers, and graphene. Climate engineering elements which lab testing has long since proven are in our air column. Also from last week, this headline, people in the U.S. and the U.K. face huge financial hit if carbon fuels lose value, study shows, i.e. big oil and coal, etc., Report states strong climate action could wipe $756 billion from individuals' pension funds and other investments in rich countries. Do you see the pyramid here? How obvious could it be? Those in power must try to maintain the status quo until the last possible second because once the dominoes start to fall, it's a cascading collapse, each domino knocking over a successively bigger domino until total collapse occurs at blinding speed. Can't have an economy a society or civilization without a functional environment, and that is almost gone. Stop and consider this mentality, this insanity. The notion that we don't need a functional living planet when we can have a big bank account instead. Again, a planetary asylum. Next, from last week, oil and gas industry seized on war in Ukraine to water down climate policy report shows. No surprise here. The disaster capitalists will try to fill their pockets with monetary gain even as the proverbial ship goes down. Pirates filling their pockets on the sinking ship. Again, it will do them no good on a dead planet. And unfortunately, the vast majority of first world populations are still fast asleep at the wheel. That will likely change when food market shelves empty out, a moment which is now very near. On that subject, from Reuters and many other sources, Ukraine's embattled farmers running on empty as world faces food crisis. Again, climate engineering playing a massive part in this equation. They just destroyed, in April, they destroyed India's thought-to-be bumper wheat crop with record obliterating temperatures at the most critical time. Same thing is happening all over the world between deluge, flash freezes. Crops are absolutely being targeted. Climate engineering is absolutely a factor. And for those who constantly want to construe falsely 
that somehow I'm saying the only problem with the climate or the environment is climate engineering. I've never, ever said or inferred that. I've simply stated this is the biggest single part in the equation. It doesn't outweigh all the other parts put together. But we must deal with this particular part first and foremost because it is disabling the planet's ability to respond to the damage done. And it's being used as a weapon of war, a covert weapon of war against populations, a weapon which can bring them to their knees without them ever even knowing they're under assault because... The controllers can blame nature, and they are so good at doing exactly that in every arena, from COVID-19 to climate engineering. They blame nature, don't they? Back to the soon-to-be empty food market shelves from numerous sources. Analyst warns world has just 10 weeks of wheat supplies left in storage. In that report, droughts across the world are contributing to wheat shortages, not just droughts. Also, the heat wave I just mentioned. Fertilizer shortages and other weather issues have added fuel to the fire. 49 million people in 43 nations are, quote, knocking on famine's door. With famine comes political destabilization, comes Mad Max, and it's far more than 49 million people. That is incredibly conservative. The number will soon be in the billions. Don't believe me? You will. Wait and see. Next headline from NPR, National Public Radio. With food prices climbing, the UN is warning of crippling global shortages. Question, just a prediction from the UN or part of the plan? You decide. So many ways to take out food reserves. Ask the people of Lebanon. Does anyone remember the massive explosion that took out all the grain silos in Beirut? I remember And we were officially told that the nuclear-like detonation was just some old fertilizer that was stored in a warehouse. Right. Next headline. Climate change on course to hit U.S. Corn Belt, especially hard, study finds. Of course, no mention of climate engineering, which is completely disrupting the rain cycle, decimating the ozone layer, and contaminating every drop of precipitation, thus poisoning our soils, our surface waters, And every breath we take. More breaking headlines from multiple sources. Plastic accumulation in food may be underestimated. Everything is underestimated, which is really not true. They simply tried to avoid telling us until they couldn't hide it any longer. The same is true with the climate and how it's much, much worse than they thought on every front. Another headline. Scientists warn that ocean microplastic pollution may be greater than estimated. Same theme. Next headline, same theme. Nano-sized plastics may enter and permeate cell membranes. Next headline, autopsies show microplastics in all major human organs. Next headline, same theme. Microplastics are everywhere, but their dangers largely remain a mystery, experts say. That's what experts are often paid to say. Gee, we don't know. Now let's add this headline from last week. Microplastics, a Trojan horse for metals. Now let's consider climate engineering elements. Heavy metals, aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, graphene, and polymer fibers, which according to patents are used to help suspend these metals for longer in the atmosphere, keeping them aloft much like a spider web does with a spider. And now all these puzzle pieces are clear, should be clear, and we're inhaling all of it with every breath we take. Next headline on the, gee, it's worse than we thought theme. More reptile species may be at risk of extinction than previously thought. 
Another headline, global warming will cause ecosystems to produce more methane than first predicted. And this, new data reveals climate change might be more rapid than predicted. Again and again and again. Worse than we thought. Over and over and over. And this sounds bad, but it's actually way worse than that. We face near-term mathematical and statistical global omnicide if we remain in the current course. Next headline on that theme, global heat extremes on the rise, study finds. Don't need to have a science study to figure that out, unless you're in one of the engineered cool-down zones, like Denver, Colorado. But people there need to look a little bit past their doorstep, and people, especially in the eastern half of the U.S. lower 48, that's been the most anomalously less warm region in the entire world for 10 years running. Why? Because the U.S. military is three times bigger than all the other militaries on the planet combined. Not hard to figure out that they're going to keep the most populated portion of their country cooler to keep their often heavily armed citizens completely dumbed down and in the dark and becoming cognitively less functional every single day due to the constant absorption of neurotoxins like aluminum that are known to reduce our cognitive ability. So many layers to the equation. So many agendas and objectives being carried out at once. Next headline, same theme. Extreme heat tied to higher all-cause mortality. No surprise. When the human organism, like any living organism, becomes too hot, everything starts to break down. Next headline, same theme. Headlines we don't hear about on the U.S. corporate matrix media. It seems this heat will take our lives. That's a quote from a Pakistani. And... The headline then states, Pakistan city fearful after hitting 51 degrees C. Translation, 124 degrees Fahrenheit. They were 120 during April. Report states, residents of Jacobabad say loss of trees and water facilities makes record-breaking temperatures unbearable. Next headline, same theme. From TheEconomist.com, the increasing frequency of fatal wet bulb temperatures. Remember, wet bulb is the science term for the combination of heat and humidity that is intolerable to the human body. It can no longer sweat and cool itself. Already happening. Many places around the globe, we were told it wouldn't happen until mid-century or later. Happening now. Next headline. Astrophysics student discovers link between global warming and locally unstable weather. Without going any further on this report, it's automatically disqualified. It is total disinformation because it doesn't say anything about the climate engineering elephant in the equation. No surprise. For many sources, this, science call for a sharp cut in methane to avoid climate crisis. Too late. It's already here. The report states scientists have raised a new warning. To keep temperatures from rising, the world needs to cut methane right now. Clamping down on carbon dioxide will not be enough. For the entire length of our existence, nearly a decade and a half, geoengineeringwatch.org has tried to sound the alarm about the methane monster issue. And now the so-called climate science community is just catching up. Why? Because the totality of what's unfolding can't be hidden for much longer. Climate engineering is connected to all of it, but you'll never hear that from any official source. How bad is the methane meltdown problem? Search this heading online. Siberian methane craters. Take a good long look at the images. What's occurring on the Arctic seafloor is exponentially worse still. 
And for those that are not familiar with why the atmospheric methane buildup is an existential threat, methane is covering the atmosphere like a layer of glass. The sun's energy gets in, but not out. Over a 10-year time horizon, methane is 120 times more effective at trapping heat than CO2. Climate intervention operations in the attempt to use weather as a weapon and in the attempt to mask the severity and immediacy of planetary meltdown have only further fueled it, but it's all officially denied and thus socially unacceptable to admit to or talk about. And certainly don't look up lest you see the ongoing atrocities occurring in our skies. From DW.com in Germany, this, from climate to war, world entering a critical era. The report states, quote, the world is not ready for an age in which environmental degradation meets increased armed conflict, suggests a new report from the Stockholm International Peace Research Institute. First, do we really need a team of scientists to tell us this? And second, they make it sound like we're getting near to some sort of crossroads, some sort of point of no return. That happened at least two decades ago. Keep that in mind. From EAND.co. This, the age of extinction, is here. Some of us just don't know it yet. This report states we're crossing the threshold of survivability and there's no going back. I certainly concur with that. Statistically and mathematically, it's inarguable. I've been told by some that my broadcast should come with a lifetime subscription to Prozac. I understand this news is grim, and I wish it was otherwise, but how are we to deal with what's coming if we can't even face it? But the truth is this, we can face it. Doing so is a choice, and if more summon the courage to make such a choice, we could yet alter the equation in the right direction, even at this late hour. There's only one way to find out. We must face the gathering storm head on. On that note, from numerous sources, this from last week, sleepwalking through extinction, China urged to end delays to COP15 summit. This is all a joke, smoke and mirrors theater. That's all it is. All major powers are colluding and cooperating on the climate engineering insanity to try to keep business as usual until the last possible moment, which draws near. On the current course. Next headline China coal expansions threaten higher methane levels worldwide. Next headline. Let's string a few of these puzzle pieces together. Gas wells leak explosive levels of methane in Bakersfield. So it's not just China, is it? No. Let's keep going on that theme. Biden is breaking his climate promises. What are the consequences? Question mark. Biden begins Asia tour, says we'll end dependence on those who, quote, don't share our values. I'm honestly not sure if Biden even knows what he's saying at this point, but let's examine what he said. Biden's quote, so that our economy is not dependent on countries that don't share our values. What values, Mr. Biden? America first? Make America great again? Meet the new boss same as the old boss. And what's the ongoing theme? Loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute until nothing is left. America, 5% of the world's population, consuming over 25% of the world's resources. It would take at least five planets to even level off the trajectory of total collapse that we're on. Five planets. Next headline from etcgroup.org. The sugar daddy of geoengineering. What might that be? 
Bill Gates again. Here we have Bill Gates has many carbon-based fuel interests, no surprise, while he's funding global climate engineering research. Sounds like a contradiction, doesn't it? It is. The report continues the powerful billionaire has a deep attachment to techno solutions that don't interfere with the normal functioning of capitalism and his large financial stake in the continued extraction of carbon fuels. Wow. What a conflict of interest. And about the source of this information, also no shortage of total hypocrisy. The ETC group pretends to be committed to protecting the environment while they simultaneously pretend that climate engineering isn't raging in our skies. Yes, we're all drowning in a rapidly rising sea of hypocrisy and outright insanity. But the powers that be want to do all they can to stigmatize any that dare to call it what it is. Follow me through with this next new report from the BBC. Here's the headline. Why is climate doomism going viral? And who's fighting it? Question mark. Again, BBC headline. From the report, climate doomers believe the world has already lost the battle against global warming. BBC says that's wrong. And while that view is spreading online, there are others who are fighting the viral tide. BBC then states climate doomism is the idea that we're past the point of being able to do anything about global warming and that mankind is highly likely to become extinct. They continue, climate scientist Dr. Frederick Otto, who has been working with the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, says, quote, I don't think it's helpful to pretend that climate change will lead to humanity's extinction, In quote. Pretend? Let's stop, stand back, and think about that for a moment. Virtually every aspect of the web of life is totally collapsing. Can't just turn it off. 80 to 90% of insect populations, 70% of global wildlife populations, ozone layer collapse, oceans are collapsing. And we are going to pretend that the mathematical statistical trajectory doesn't graph out where it is, near-term human extinction. So the people that are pretending are these people, pretending that it's not as bad as it is. And they keep pretending, and they're going to keep pretending until the last possible moment. And that's how you keep populations pacified and controlled and subdued until that moment hits. Last excerpt from the BBC Disinformation Report. They say, Doomism taps into and exaggerates that sense of hopelessness and the potential collapse of civilization. No, quote, potential. Again, mathematical and statistical certainty on the current course. They add this, TikTok says it works with accredited fact checkers to limit the spread of false or misleading climate information. They then end with this, for more information about mental health support, visit the BBC Action Line. So it would seem that if, based on verifiable frontline facts, that if one comes to the obvious conclusion that total collapse is already unfolding, the BBC suggests we seek mental health support. Not hard to see where this is going. And now plug in the pending proposal for your so-called government to subordinate our rights to the WHO, the World Health Organization. Question, will the World Health Organization then decide who is sane and who isn't? If we don't draw a line in the sand now, then when? You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News. The Bad News Broadcast, this is installment number 355, May 28th, 2022. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, geoengineeringwatch.org. 
the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Texas, Alabama, Florida, Denver, Washington State, Oregon, the Northeast, Sacramento, San Diego, San Francisco, Santa Cruz, Phoenix, and Las Vegas. Geoengineeringwatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us expand our reach and our voice in this desperate last-hour effort to sound the alarm. And in regard to sounding the alarm, please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share this film is by circulating the direct link to the dimming from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. You can view this film for free there. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. Also, please examine our ongoing legal action against the so-called fact-checker that is responsible for triggering Facebook's censorship of the dimming documentary and all geoengineeringwatch.org data as, quote, false news on Facebook. Because a single so-called scientist says so. Dr. Douglas McMartin from Cornell University in New York stated that he was, quote, 100% certain climate engineering was not occurring. But Dr. Douglas McMartin didn't have a shred of data to back up his claim. The link to the full report on our legal action against this so-called fact-checker can be found at the geodrinkwatch.org homepage. If you want to get angry, read the report. And within the report is a link to the live on-air debate that occurred between myself and Dr. Douglas McMartin on WBAI Radio in New York. It's titled, Debating the Geoengineering Reality, Dane Wigington and Caltech Scientist Douglas McMartin. Decide for yourself who's telling the truth and who isn't. In so many ways, the so-called science community, in so many arenas, has long since become nothing more than a power structure-controlled smokescreen. Science has become what the money printers say it is. And for so very long, populations have been programmed to blindly accept and follow whatever the power structure paid so-called experts push on them. Time to wake up. Power structure puppets pretend to be invested in the preservation of populations and their posterity, their health, their welfare, their longevity. But stand back and face the wider horizon. The controllers have long since made known their intent to radically reduce global populations. Again, a reminder of this U.S. National Security Report from nearly a half century ago, December 10, 1974, titled National Security Study Memorandum Implications of Worldwide Population Growth for U.S. Security and Overseas Interests, i.e. Resources for the Empire. It's known as the Kissinger Report. I covered part of this in a previous broadcast, but let's make it as clear as possible if it's not already. The power structures have long since viewed exploding global populations as a rapidly increasing liability. In the words of Henry Kissinger, quote, the useless feeders that are consuming Earth's last remaining resources that they, the global controllers, the money printers, want, of course, to retain for themselves. Question, is it even remotely rational to believe that the controllers are actually trying to take care of you? That they want you to continue consuming and proliferating until nothing is left? Is that really the goal and objective of the global power structure? Do you think that Henry Kissinger, Bill Gates, and their friends are really dedicated to helping you and your family? The age of pandemics is here. Connect the puzzle pieces. 
And here's the wild card. Biosphere collapse has beat the controllers to the intersection. It's happening far faster than the controllers were prepared for it to occur. And yes, they're playing every card they have at this point. And yes, again, they're far beyond desperate. One only has to look up and observe the climate intervention insanity in our skies to conclude that impact is now very near. Is what's occurring in our skies just climate intervention or, in fact, much, much more? That blank's not hard to fill in. While looking up, let's add this question. Should those behind the curtain have the right to decide the fate of the masses? Remember and consider, global power structures could not do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. For those that continue to cling to the delusion that technology is saving us, again I ask, how's that going so far? From climate intervention operations to nuclear meltdowns, Humanity's march to near-term self-annihilation is in its final stages. About the nuclear meltdowns, how many falsely believe that Fukushima is fixed and Chernobyl and the U.S. military's nuclear dumps in Greenland, Russia using the Arctic Ocean for its covert nuclear dumping zone? All of it and more is pounding the nails into our collective coffins. 440 nuclear power plant meltdowns to go as civilization collapses, not to mention the thousands of nuclear bombs that are waiting to go off. And with all that in mind, we have this from the Washington Post. Climate worries galvanize a new nuclear movement in the U.S. From that report, a group called Mothers for Nuclear. What a better way to make it safe than to have mothers saying, nuclear is our future. We truly live in a planetary asylum. How many have long since drank the Kool-Aid? as the saying goes. And for those that aren't familiar with where that saying came from, it was spawned by the religious cult mass suicide that took place in Guyana. The cult leader, Jim Jones, convinced his faithful followers to drink cyanide-laced Kool-Aid, killing 900. The current Truman Show paradigm has become an overlapping combination of Jonestown and Easter Island. Easter Island being the hallmark example of a population that blindly consumed their resources until there was nothing left to eat, at which point the population began to consume each other. Welcome to the Mad Max on steroids paradigm, coming to a location near you. Let's cover a few more headlines from the asylum, and then let's read between the lines. Last week, from multiple sources, human-made iron inputs into the Southern Ocean 10 times higher than previously estimated. Remember we talked about this earlier? Everything's much worse than we thought. Oh, gee, we didn't know. From that report, it's generally thought that iron inputs from the atmosphere to the ocean primarily come from natural sources. From where? What natural sources? They didn't even know. They just guessed. However, a study reported in Climate and Atmospheric Science journal in collaboration with Cornell, Douglas McMartin's university, and Colorado universities found that the contribution of human-made iron in the Southern Ocean is 10 times higher than previously believed. Imagine that. Geoengineeringwatch.org has stated on the record over and over that SRM operations, solar radiation management operations, the spraying of toxic materials into the atmosphere over the oceans were also doubling as ocean iron fertilization to force the ocean to uptake more carbon, which makes it far more acidic than it should be. It's a way to mask the true carbon buildup on the planet. And those in power will do anything to keep business as usual until the last possible moment. So with all that in mind, how these operations clearly from a source other than what the science community has disclosed to us, 
has further acidified the ocean. Let's add this headline. Study examines the effects of ocean acidification on phytoplankton's energy stores. And guess what? The plankton are doing horrifically, as is the rest of the ocean, and these ocean fertilization zones become dead zones. Yet, the climate engineering monstrosity in the equation is still officially denied. The tidal wave of converging cataclysms is upon us. Our species has never before faced what's already unfolding all over the globe. The storm isn't just coming, it's here. And even now, precious few seem to see it, and fewer still are prepared to face it. What's the greatest threat we collectively face? At the courts ourselves. Those in power that rule from behind the curtain couldn't do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. The morally bankrupt and mentally depraved have always sought and gained power and control. This subgroup of the human species has generally band together in rigorously organized factions, state-sponsored crime syndicates that print our currencies and control our governments. We are now in a virtual state of freefall toward what few can yet comprehend, the unthinkable, unimaginable climate, ecological, and societal collapse is here. It's unfolding by the day, but it's not going to stop there. If we remain on the current course, the once thriving planet Earth will very soon be a lifeless, scorched ball of rock spinning in the expanse of space. Global power structures and the media they control are doing everything in their power to mask and obscure the totality of what's actually unfolding. This is about us, not just abstract things like temperature changes, which are already far higher than we're being told. What's unfolding is about life and death. It's about how civilizations collapse. It's about the end of what was. And if we remain on the current course, the end of life. Our miracle planet will be no more. This will be by far the single greatest cataclysm in human history. All of it. Nobody's ever experienced anything remotely like what we're about to endure. It will be worse than all the wars, all the combined atrocities in human history put together. It will make all the precious struggles of history look easy. Those who fund and control the matrix have done their best to program populations into the delusional belief that technology will save us. But it hasn't, and it won't. In fact, the misuse of technology is the foundational factor that has now delivered us to this dark hour. Our culture of endless consumption on a finite planet with finite resources is only further fueling the equation. Our culture is made up of endless bread and circus, Netflix and endless reality shows, not stories which explain the statistical and mathematical trajectory of near-term self-annihilation that we're on. Our society is tuned out of all this, and as a result, most are, even now, completely clueless. Our economies tell us all we're to do is to work at meaningless jobs which make billionaires richer and never, not even for a moment, are we to think about our plight. So we don't. Those that dare to acknowledge the converging catastrophes that are closing in on us all are shunned by the programmed conformists. Climate engineering operations in the desperate and destructive and highly toxic effort to mask the severity of planetary meltdown from populations until the last possible moment are only further fueling the overall fire, while at the same time ubiquitously contaminating the entire planet, completely disrupting the global hydrological cycle, and destroying what is yet left of the ozone layer. Billions of people will try to migrate, but where will they go? 
to the last remaining patches of forest to the nearest mountains. But of course, there's almost no functional habitat left. Any such regions will be heavily contested. They'll be fought over, even more so because they'll be the last remaining source of water and food. The global elite have convinced themselves that they will make it through what's coming, but they won't. Not if we remain in the current course. The global elite are not insulated from the coming cataclysm. They've always believed that they have the right to decide who will live and who will not. Why have so many cultures and populations facilitated paradigms of totalitarian rule and eventual genocides over and over and over? History has repeated the scenario, but now, this time, if the human race remains on this trajectory, the consequences will be total near-term annihilation, not just of our species, but likely the entire web of life. Given the totality of what we face, I've had so many, including former friends and family, tell me that I should just go on with my life, that I should just accept what's coming. They say I should spend my time pursuing personal pleasures and abandon this battle. Here's my answer. Never. Hell will freeze first. So long as I'm standing and breathing, I will press on in this desperate fight of the last 20 plus years now. I can scarcely remember what my life was like before I started this journey. All those that are awake, aware, and willing are desperately needed to join me on this journey, to remain at our appointed post, to struggle against the fading of the light with every fiber of our being. We are here for a reason. It's not an accident of fate. What greater point or purpose could there be than to stand against the collective insanity until our last breath. And if we do, we may yet accomplish profound good even at this late hour. And further, if we never yield to the darkness, if we stand against it until the absolute end, what's the worst that can happen? That we get a one-way ticket out of the asylum? Is that what so many fear? To hear from our Maker, from the Creator, well done, Thou good and faithful servant, is it not our duty to strive to be such a servant? I will never walk away from this fight, ever. Not until the Creator decides my fate. Each and every day, we must all remember what's in our control and what's not. Focus on what is. Learn how to effectively and efficiently move this fight forward. Check the Activist Suggestions section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org on the right-hand column. To learn specific details on how you can help in this most critical battle. And in doing so, to play your part in this epic effort to turn the tide of insanity. Time is not on our side. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, stay strong. And let's keep marching forward in this fight with every fiber of our being no matter what comes. We can't lose if we don't quit. Face to the wind. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.